Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Nourish Eat Repeat. My name's Adrian Delgado. I'm a registered dietitian and I co-own the company Body Metrics with my husband. Uh, we've been at our current location in Limerick for over seven years now. And honestly, it is just such a joy and a privilege to serve our community. Um, I love talking about nutrition. I love teaching nutrition. I love meeting new people and helping them integrate healthy ideas into their lifestyle. And I love being able to work with my husband every day. Sometimes people will ask me, is it hard to work with your spouse? And I'm not going to lie, some days it is, but... I will say, you know, for the most part, I'm in my room doing my thing with my clients. Um, Jim is overseeing the practice, making sure everything is working smoothly. He's also a massage therapist. So he is a lot of times in his room doing his thing. So it works. But again, what a, a privilege and an honor to serve our community well. Um, you may or may not know that March is National Nutrition Month. And so the Academy puts out certain recommendations every year of things to talk about. And um, this year, they actually came out with like four different weeks of topics. And in each week, there were at least five or six different subtopics. And so I wanted to do something to acknowledge the National Nutrition Month, because again, obviously, this is like dietitian's Christmas. But I also realized that 20 different things to talk about in one day is a little much. And I probably could take each one of these topics and break it down into its own podcast episode. Um, But what I want to do today is I just want to take one of the weeks and I want to just give you a little bit of information about each subtopic um, so that you can make some healthy changes to your own diet or to your family's diets. Week one of National Nutrition Month messages uh, basically state, eat a variety of nutritious foods every day. And how you can do that well is by number one, including healthful foods from all the food groups. Number two, hydrating appropriately. Number three, learn how to read the nutrition facts panels. Number four, avoid distractions when eating. And number five, take time to enjoy your food. So I actually wanna just go over each one of those in a little bit of detail because I think they all have such an important part and we don't necessarily give them enough attention or enough focus and how much they play an integral part in our overall health. So the number one thing, or I should say the first thing is include healthful foods from all food groups. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of food groups get a lot of bad rap. (laughs) You know, don't eat carbs, don't eat grains, uh, don't eat gluten. And that may be true for some people, but it's absolutely not true for all. 
you know, then you have other people who say, don't eat fat, don't eat saturated fat, don't eat dairy, don't eat any animal products. And again, that may be true for some people, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily true for all people. Each individual food group offers a unique set of vitamins and minerals and nutrients that our body can use to feel its best. Your job is to figure out which foods feel the best in your body. Okay? Nutrition is such an individualized thing. Like it doesn't make sense to create these blanket statements that say you can or you cannot eat these foods, your body can't absorb it, your body can't metabolize it, when that's just blatantly, it's just not true. Our bodies were designed to eat a variety of foods in combinations, and our bodies are extremely amazing organisms. Like we really are. The fact that we can do what we can do and we can put any foods into our bodies and our body can break it down and absorb the nutrients and utilize it for energy. And that's just, that's a miracle. And so you run the risk of depriving yourself of certain nutrients when you don't eat from all the food groups. You know, even the best vegans in the world may have to take a B12 supplement because they're not getting that nutrient from the foods they're eating. So I don't think there's any one diet out there that I would specifically endorse. Um, If you made me pick one, I would probably say the Mediterranean diet is probably the most all-encompassing, healthful direction that I would take. But again, I don't promote one particular diet, one particular way of eating, because what is true for one is not true for all. And it is up to the individual, it is their responsibility to figure out what foods feel best to them. And the more variety you have in your diet, the more you're going to be happy with your diet. I see way too many people that try to take things out. Um, they'll eliminate certain food groups or, they're, or they will eliminate. <laughs> That's not even a word. They will eliminate specific foods and they think that it's going to be helpful because everyone loves that list of eat this, not that. But then eventually they get to the point where they want to eat those foods and then they're not happy. And then they create a lot of drama in their head about it and they get resentful and resentfulness always turns to rebellion and then they end up eating the food, except now they feel terrible about it. And that's just, that's ridiculous. It doesn't work. So we want to make sure we're including a variety of foods in our diet. Again, because that's going to help us feel really good about our choices. It's also going to make sure that we're getting maximum Um, nutrients in our bodies. The second thing that they highlight is hydrate healthfully. What does that mean? So our bodies are predominantly water, right? You know, most of our body is water. And so we need to drink a lot of fluid to keep our systems working optimally. Uh, I just had a client yesterday where we were trying to increase her fiber. And I was like, you know, this is great to, you know, to help you be more regular, um, to 
lower your blood sugars, lower your cholesterol, lower your risk of colon cancer. And adding fiber is a fabulous thing. But if you are not adding a lot of water in addition to that fiber, things are going to go wrong, terribly wrong, very quickly. And so we need to be drinking water throughout the day. Now, people always ask me, what about coffee? What about tea? You know, do they count? Yes, they can count, but too many people are choosing those beverages instead of water. And I have found that the more I am hydrated, the more I actually crave water. And a lot of times our thirst mechanism is weak. And so we often mistake hunger for thirst. Or I should say, we must, did I say that right? We mistake thirst for hunger. That's how I meant to say it. We often mistake thirst for hunger and then we eat. Because if we're not drinking enough during the day, our body is going to be like, you know what? Maybe we can get her to eat something because there's water in that food. And if that's the only way we're going to get it, so be it. Your body is very smart. Now, how much water should you drink? So the recommendations were formally 64 ounces for adults. I tend to give the recommendation half your body weight in ounces. That is a goal. And then most people aren't there. (laughs) So maybe you start at 64 ounces and you slowly increase until you get to half your body weight. But um, if you're exercising, if you're out in the elements, if you're out in the heat, obviously you're going to need a lot more fluid so you don't become dehydrated. Uh, When it comes to putting things in your water to make it more palatable, you can obviously do uh, fruit like lemon, lime, berries, cucumber works great. Mint is also another option just to give it that hint of flavor. Uh, I try to avoid any artificially sweetened drops or, um, or any beverages that have a lot of caffeine in it, like Red Bulls, um, and specialty drinks. Juices are probably not the best option. They are if you don't have any other source of fruit in your diet, then they absolutely can be there for you. Uh, for some people that have gut issues, then juice is the best option for them because any, um, you know, if they have like um, colitis and they can't handle the fiber in the fruits, then sometimes a juice can be an excellent way to still get the nutrients, but not get the roughage. So there is a time and a place for all foods, um, but we predominantly want to be getting our hydration from water. All right. Another great way to test if you are hydrated is to look at your urine. Uh, You do want your urine to be light, pale, straw colored. Um, You want it to be copious, which means a lot. Um, You should be in the bathroom for a while peeing, right? Um, Your pee should never look dark or almost orange color. That is a true sign of dehydration. All right, number three, learn how to read nutrition fact panels. So honestly, guys, if there is nothing else that you take from this podcast, I want you to really 
really take this one to heart because reading a nutrition facts panel and learning how to read it well is going to be your best weapon, your best asset, uh, your best way of discerning whether or not the food is the right choice for you. And I'm actually going to do, now that I think about it, I'm just going to do a whole entire podcast about reading food labels because I think there's a lot of confusion. Um, In January of 2020, they actually revamped all of the food labels. So now they look a little bit different than they had in the past. And I'm actually very happy about the changes that they made. I think they are highlighting some things that were not available to us. Uh, For example, added sugar. For so long, we've had the recommendations of how many grams of added sugar we should have in our diets, but they never gave us the information on the label. So it was very hard for us to figure out, are we meeting the recommendations or are we going over? Having that byline added sugars was huge. It was huge. Um, When you look at a nutrition facts panel, first and foremost, you want to look at what is the serving size? And how many servings are in that container? Because too many of us, we're not paying attention to this and we're just, you know, grabbing that bag of chips or that bag of pretzels sitting in front of a TV and just going to town. And we don't realize that there is more than one serving in that bag. Or maybe we do realize it and we we want to play ignorant. <laughs> that also may be uh, some people's goals. Like I just want to eat and I don't want to think about it. But when you look at what a serving size is compared to how much you're consuming, usually most people are eating two, three, four, sometimes five times the servings that are listed. And so if you are eating four or five times the serving, then all of the information on the label, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein, how many calories, all of those numbers need to be multiplied times four or five, or again, however many servings you're doing. So it's really important to know how to read a label, especially if you've got a medical condition going on. If you're diabetic, you need to know how to read carbs. If you're hypertensive, you absolutely need to know how to read sodium. If you've got high cholesterol or high triglycerides, you need to learn how to read fat. If you have renal disease, you need to learn how to read potassium and sodium and some of these other nutrients that can be detrimental to your health. So it is always in your best interest to know how to read that label and to know what numbers you're looking for. And again, I'm just giving you an overview today, but I'll do a podcast in the future where we break down all the numbers and I tell you exactly what to look for. The other thing that's important is to know how to read an ingredient list, Uh, especially if there are food allergies or food intolerances. Um, I know there's a lot of big science words in that in that ingredient list sometimes. Uh, lots of multi-syllable words that we can't pronounce. Uh, some people feel that, you know, if I can't pronounce it, I probably shouldn't be eating it. Uh, I did a podcast one time. I was a guest on a gentleman's podcast over in the UK. And he was saying how his, I guess it was his trainer, told him that he should only focus on eating foods 
with one ingredient. So when you eat a sweet potato, you know that the only ingredient is sweet potato. And so the more you focus on eating one ingredient foods, the healthier it is to your body because you're not putting in chemicals or artificial ingredients that may make your body work a little bit harder and may not be natural and therefore easy for your body to break down. It may make them tasty, (laughs) but may not make them healthy for you. So again, know how to read that nutrition facts panel. We're going to do that in the future. All right. Number four, avoid distractions when eating. Oh my goodness. This is probably one of the biggest things that people struggle with, the distractions. And they all come in the form of a screen. So we're talking phones, we're talking TV, we're talking computer. I can't tell you how many people eat meals, snacks, whatever in front of a screen. And the phones have just made things 10 times worse. It used to be where it was only dinner time or or breakfast or maybe even lunch in some cases where people would eat in front of the TV. I mean, my goodness, they have, what were they called? TV stands, TV trays designed for people to eat in front of a screen. The problem is when you're eating in front of a screen, you're not paying attention to the food. You're not paying attention to your hunger cues or your fullness cues. You're not paying attention to, you know, if you're enjoying the food, the smell, the taste, the flavor, the texture, the consistency. And I've often found that if I'm not paying attention to what I'm eating, then I want to do over. I want to eat again because I didn't get to really enjoy the moment when I had it. And so then I'm overeating, which that is absolutely not making me enjoy the moment because now I don't feel well. And so as hard as it is, is really try to focus on eating without distractions. You know, sitting away from the TV or putting your phone away. You don't need to check emails over lunch. You really don't. You probably need to clear your head and get away from input. (laughs) That's something Jim always says, Jim, my husband. He's always like, oh, too much input, too much input, right? We're on overload. We have input coming to us 24-7 and our brains can't handle it. And then we wonder why we're so exhausted at the end of the night and it's hard for us to not snack. I mean, we're mentally fried all day long because of how much information we put into our bodies. And let me tell you, most of it, the things that we're looking at is useless information. And I am just as guilty as the next person. Um, Earlier today, I was scrolling through Facebook and I'm just scrolling. I don't even know what I'm reading. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's no information that's actually helpful. You know, going through Instagram, looking at people's reels, looking, I mean, okay, they're, I mean, they're fine, but my life is not better because I've just scrolled for the past hour on Instagram. It's not, you know, but yet it's still, you know, at its core, it's still more input. And then, you know, my head hurts. And instead of feeling refreshed over lunch, now my head hurts and I'm bogged down, which then just makes my afternoon even more challenging. 
So this is a big one, guys. I'm going to really challenge you to see if you can start eating your meals away from all forms of screens. So that means, again, TV, phone, and computer. No reason to catch up with emails over lunch. Actually focus on the food, enjoy the food, and then go back to work. You'd be surprised at how just that little shift can make a huge improvement to your day and to your mood. All right, and the last one, take time to enjoy your food. So we've kind of already talked about that a little bit with the avoiding distractions. Enjoying your food is huge. So many of us eat foods and we don't even remember eating them and we don't remember enjoying them. And yes, food is fuel, but food is also meant to be enjoyed. It is. It is. Like some of my greatest memories are of a certain restaurant we went to when we were traveling or going out to eat with my family and and trying something at a restaurant that I wouldn't normally cook at home. Like it is meant to be a joy. It's not meant to be everything. It's not meant to be a friend and a comforter and, you know, your pal at nine o'clock at night, but it is meant to be enjoyed. And one of the best ways that you can enjoy your food is to eat mindfully. And so we did a podcast on that earlier this month about mindfulness, about sitting down, eating at a table from a plate, um, slowing down your eating speed paying attention to the flavors and the tastes and the consistencies of your food. That's all part of the process. And again, when you're distracted, that makes it really, really hard to dial in and be focused on the task. So like I said, guys, there are about 20 different tips. We just hit on the top five today. Um, But You know, I want to challenge you to think about how can you add more variety to your day when it comes to different foods? Have you tried a new food lately? I know for our family personally, we try one new recipe every one to two weeks just to keep things interesting and keep it fresh and keep it exciting. Otherwise, we get bored and then we get stuck in a rut. If this is something you need help with, if you need new ideas for your family, we actually have this great new option, um, uh, new meal planning sessions that we offer to our clients where we design a meal plan with you. And so I want to make sure that's clear. We don't design a meal plan for you. We design the meal plan with you. So we look at your, your time constraints. We look at your Um, how comfortable you are in the kitchen. You know, are you a beginner cook? Are you more seasoned? Uh, We look at your food preferences, what you like, what you don't like. We look at your health goals. You know, do you have to eat a certain number of carbohydrates a day because you're diabetic? Or do you need low sodium recipes? And so from that, we put all those filters in place and then we design a meal plan with you. So you have an equal say at all times into, yes, that would work. No, it would not. And I got to tell you, people love it. They love it. 
And as much as I want to teach them to meal plan as well, so that they're not, you know, I don't want them to be reliant on us. But in the beginning, when you just need some new ideas and you need some help, this is such a powerful tool. And so if you're looking for new ideas or you're looking for specific recipes that are um, helpful to you and your health, uh, we would love to be that um, that help to you. Again, you can reach out to us. Our company is called Body Metrics Health and Wellness Services. You can go to bodymetricspa.com and schedule an appointment right online. We have nine dietitians on staff now, and we are just so excited to serve and to help and to assist any way that we can to help you reach your goals. So, all right, I think I need to give you your recipe for the week. So let's do that. This week's recipe is going to be a Texas caviar. And so you're in luck because once again, this is one of my dump all the ingredients in a bowl and eat it recipes that you know I love so much. So for this recipe, you're going to need one 15 ounce can of black eyed peas, a half a cup of diced red onion, a quarter cup of diced green pepper, one garlic clove minced, two tablespoons of vinegar. I usually like red wine vinegar here one tablespoon of olive oil, and a half a cup of fresh cilantro chopped. And you can also use parsley if you prefer. Uh, First thing you want to do is you want to make sure you drain and rinse those black-eyed peas really well. Get off all that extra sodium. And then you're going to add your onion, pepper, and garlic to the beans, well, I should say the black-eyed peas, and stir it all together. Next, in a small jar, you're going to combine vinegar and oil, Give that a good shake to mix it up and pour it over the vegetables. Finally, you're going to add your cilantro and toss gently. Now, in order to maximize flavors, go ahead and stick that in the refrigerator overnight to chill. And again, let all those flavors blend. But I know you're going to like this one. It's so simple, so easy, so delicious, so healthy. Um, It's great, you know, as its own side dish. It's great on top of a bed of lettuce or salad greens. Uh, You can eat it with pita chips, really, um, like I said, or you can just eat it right out of the bowl. That's usually what I do. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, happy National Nutrition Month, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.